You're listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. This show was created for entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, and dreamers who want to learn from the experts of today and drastically shortcut their own success to build a business that supports their dream lifestyle. Since 2011, Tyler Jorgensen has been interviewing business thought leaders from around the world. A serial entrepreneur himself, Tyler also shares his personal insights into what's working in business today. Welcome to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I'm your host, Tyler Jorgensen. And today I have a friend and colleague and... uh, Man, I don't know. I've got a bunch of other awesome titles for who this man is. Other yeah. than the webinar launch king, I consider Words Taylor to be a friend uh, and a fellow expert in the digital marketing space. Uh, we've been able to link arms and link teams and really make some big impact. So I'm grateful to have on the show today, Words Taylor. Welcome out. Let's go. Tyler, salute, man. I appreciate you having me. So Thank some you. of you may be listening on, on air or on podcast, and so you won't be seeing this, but for those of you that are watching, I've got my red glasses in tribute of words, his red glasses. Uh, and it's like putting on a cape. It's like wearing superpowers. So, um, but I'm, uh, yeah, again, super excited to have you here, words. We're going to talk it. about entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about online marketing. We're talking about the expert space and how hairy that can be. Yeah. Uh, but before we go into the present, we're going to go to the past. Let's do it. What was the moment you first realized that you were an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, my father. My father was an entrepreneur. So everything that that I learned, um, this this habit is all comes from him. I've never seen him work a job ever, and so he has always been. So I'm from Chicago. So, but he was a hustler first. So he would sell socks, and then we got into female purses and then real estate. Um, and one thing that he always told me is that he always said that he was like, "Son, you're a millionaire." You're a millionaire. You're a millionaire. And when he bought a cleaners and I ran the whole cleaners and afterwards, the day he paid me, he paid me like $150 for the day. Like my pops would actually pay me money that I've earned. And I was just like, wow. And he actually had me go get a job at Jewel Osco. And I worked a whole day, same amount of hours. And I think my check there was maybe 45, 50 bucks at the time. And that's when I knew, like, oh, my father's teaching me something here. Like, so he's teaching me how to to get my own money, to be my own boss, to be able to run stores and shops and all of those things. So that's where it came from. Yeah. Also, the, is, the power of nepotism here. was really yeah, valuable. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> to be able to have you got to be in the family, father. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. you learned that's really powerful to be able to learn from the example of your father who was able to show you through hustling, figuring out, you know, trying multiple things. And I think one of the hardest things from the outside looking into entrepreneurship is people, people see entrepreneurs and they see success. Right. But for every one success, there's like somewhere between one and a hundred failures. So you mentioned several of your dad's ideas, right? As he moved from idea to different hustle and project, um, what did you learn from that? Yeah, I just, he had a, an attitude of never, never quit. Like quitting was never an option. Um, he always say, you know, son, man doesn't plan to fail. He just fails to plan. As long as you have a plan, never divert from the plan. And I took those things 
with me. And you can, like, if I brought my daughter up here right now and asked her, and I said, baby girl, it will be hard, but what? She will finish the sentence and say, but I can do it. So th- it's the same mentality that came from him. It's like, son, this will be hard, but I'm telling you, you can do it. Whatever the problem is, you can solve it. And, you know, if you have to pivot, then you pivot. But whatever it is, you don't quit and you go after what you want. And so and then we were also raised in the church. So we were taught. I was taught to call on things that be not as though they were. So I was taught that I have dominion over this land. And if I want something, I can tell it to be and it will be so. I've just taken those same principles throughout my entire life. And I've seen him put those things into practice. I think one thing that scriptures teach that I really like in business is the law of the harvest. Yes. Uh, You cannot reap if you have not sown. And I think so many times when people look from the outside looking in, like I just said, on entrepreneurs, they see the success and they don't see the work. So they think it's wonderful. It's luxury. It's like the lifestyle. And those are all things that are the byproducts of it. But if you forget how much, you know, sewing had to go in to get there, you're missing the whole picture, right? So um, I love that you had that example in your life. What was one of the first major challenges that you faced in your like entrepreneur, entrepreneurial career and how did you overcome it? I think the, the first challenge was trying to go with the the current with everyone else. Um, so even though my father never went to college, there were still people telling him that, you know, you need to make sure your son go to college. Um, and that was our attempt to like do what the world has told us to do, go to college and you want to get a good job. Everything I had learned and every example that I've been shown was against that. It, it had nothing to do with college, but this was his way of saying that, oh, you know, I made sure I was being successful. Right. And so the hardest part was going to classes and, and then afterwards getting a job and being miserable. Right. So that was the first thing of understanding, like, wait a minute, somebody else now controls my time. They control my behavior that like, I'm, I'm relinquishing control. Um, and that was hard for me. I got fired from few jobs because I'm psychologically unemployable. All right. That's, that's the term. There we go. Psychologically, I'm not employable. And in that, I actually, here's the thing, Tyler, real quick. I actually end up quitting school at like my senior year. I had 22 credits left because the job was, I was like 22 years old, paying me $50,000 a year. And I'm like, I made it. Okay. This is what my father always wanted. All of that. And then I got fired from the job. I quit school for a job and the job job ended up firing me and we lost our home and everything. We had built a lifestyle from this job. And I was, you know, uh, married at the time and we ended up losing all of this stuff. And that just showed me right then and there. It's like I cannot put my faith in all these things into into other people and their dream. I need to go all in on me. Uh, So that was the first biggest challenge for me. That's, and that's huge. So that, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs have that pivotal moment, the catalyst moment where they, maybe the first thing they did didn't really fit what they wanted, right? Whether it was a job or maybe uh, stumbled into a, into starting a business that they didn't love and you had to change. I'm on business like 400 or whatever number it is. Right. So (laughs) I mean, I'm all about like not quitting, but pivoting. And I I do believe, I believe there's a time to quit. Right. I believe that sometimes your idea has to, you got to face that. Um, but not quitting because it's hard, yeah. quitting because the data says, right? Like it's <laughs> not the right move. I believe in sunk cost fallacy. You got to abandon the, the past. 
Yeah, but absolutely. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that moment where they they're like, okay, this I'm facing the dark times. Yes. What did you do on the other side of that? How did you come out of that? Um, and this is gonna be cliche, but I cried. That Good. was the first thing I did. Uh, I I cried like a baby. I had to give up things. So um, my pride, like you know, I just said this in um, in another interview. Her ego is so expensive. And so when we could have given up the house and, and everything else very early on, I didn't because it was like, I'm 22, 24 years old and we have a house and we have all these things that I know people want. It's like, I don't want to give that up. This status, this, all of these things, we had the car and shoes and all of that stuff. And um, I just remember when we like, we came home and the lights were off and I was like, babe, we, we got to give this stuff up. I've seen cars being repossessed and, and all of those things. So the first thing I do did was, um, one, I had to relinquish my pride and, and go. We got on food stamps. We went to food pantries and all of these things to try to, to recover. Uh, the next thing, uh, we had to lose the home. And so uh, we stayed in a friend's basement for about four or five months to just recover. And this, this is where I started really working on me. My wife brought me this video, Eric Thomas. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. And I'm telling you, I'm in the basement with tears in my eyes, Tyler. And I'm like, ah, I can do this. I can do this. And the next thing I did was Google, how do I make money online? And I, <laughs> yes, I'm like, okay, I hey, can do all it. of this. But how do I, you know, and I found um, the first person that came up with this guy, James Whitmore. I'm not sure if you know James Whitmore. Okay, cool. And he's talking about funnels and He's taking me down his funnels and, and I got on a webinar and I was like, yo, what is this? I love this. And then I met this girl, Kimra Luna, and I get on her webinar. And that's when I'm like, oh, shoot, babe, this is this is it. This is how I'm going to start, you know, connecting things and selling products. Um, so that basement journey really helped. I did a lot of praying. Um, my wife and I got connected even more and I started, I stopped chasing money. This is a crazy thing. I stopped letting money make the decisions. And I started thinking about what type of legacy do I want to leave? What transformation do I want to have for other people that I want to help? And then what, what do I want to start doing? You know, what type of man do I want to be for my family? And so that was key for me. Uh, I really started getting some foundational principles in my life because prior to then I, I didn't have it. Uh, I love that. I mean, I hate that and I love yeah. it because, but I mean, I've been through those, those times and you're absolutely right in that ego is expensive. There's a yeah. lot of, and that's why, that is why I said a moment ago, I believe in quitting because yeah. sometimes we hold on to things well beyond the time where we should have let go. Yeah. And that it's, there's a, there's a old, like there's a trap called a monkey trap where a monkey will reach into a bottle, grab onto something and can't get his hand back out because he's, he won't let go of the thing. Right. And I feel like we do the monkey trap sometimes where we, we won't let go of the thing that's holding us back yeah. and the thing. And so we can't make, we can't stay agile. We can't make the hard decisions and, and move forward. Once you did, you were able to focus on education, focus on learning, focus on networking, focus on building yourself. Yeah. Um, how did, what was the next, like, what was the first dollar you made? What were you selling in as you pivoted into this new world? Yeah. So first of all, I went back to college. I did graduate. You know, I wanted, I needed to do that. But the first thing I saw was uh, in college, I was really heavy into spoken word poetry. Um, and a lot of people started knowing me for that. And so I created these eBooks 
and I just showed my dream builders this that that's my community the other day. I'm like, let me show you my very first ebooks. Like, so they, you know, it's it's okay to start from small beginnings. And the ebooks look, I mean, hey, the design of it, I did myself. It was trash. It was just horrible. But the content was great, you know. So that was the first thing I sold. The the whole bundle of like four ebooks was about 67 bucks. Did not make not one sale. Okay. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's the, the fact that I was trying to bundle them. That was the problem. Um, and so I tried to do one. I remember um, I got a sale at my phone or something because I was still doing PayPal. May have been midnight. And I was like, oh, my God, babe. I just got my first $9.99 sale. And it was so rewarding. I don't care who you are. That first sale of a product that you created from idea and you and it's now here and somebody buys it, it's it's so validating and rewarding. I just, you know, jumped up and from then on I was like, okay, let's continue to do this. Let's let's start doing it. so my very first sale was an ebook um, on how to how to actually create poetry. So that was nine ninety five, and the next day you changed your Instagram to say King Webinar Launch King, and it's all over, right? No, right. right. So we're missing a few steps. So yeah. tell us, we're going to jump now to the present. Today okay. you're known as the Webinar Launch King. You help you yeah. help high ticket offer owners get their product out to the market and get yeah. and and into front of the right people in yeah. a way that helps those people actually not only buy right, but yeah. like you said, they, you help your clients create legacy and transformation. Absolutely. So tell me more about what you're currently doing. So um, right now, what I do is um, I have clients where, you know, they come to me with a higher ticket product or, or you know, it don't have to be too high ticket. It could be a thousand dollars. They'll come to me and say, you know what? I want to get this to the masses. And the way we do that is through webinar. I understand that, you know, in, in a webinar, that you're going to do for 90 minutes to two hours, you can make people fall in love with you and you can really show value. You can show, demonstrate the value of your brand. They can sample of who you are, your mannerisms. They can learn about um, other testimonials of who you've helped transform. And, you know, there's so much value that you can place into a two minute webinar. The same way in two hours, we could fall in love with our favorite actor. You know, from that, it's like, any movie they're in, I'm going to, I'm going to pay to see that movie. Well, you have that same thing that you can do with the webinar. And so um, we help them write their scripts and their emails. And, you know, we get these people on and I just paint them the picture of imagine you helping people overcome their limiting beliefs all at the same time, you know, and, and then you pitching them all at the same time. Imagine, you know, you getting 200 people on and converting 10%. You know, you have a thousand dollar product. You just made twenty thousand dollars right there, and and people are like, yes, you know. Um, so that's what we do for them. Yeah, that's and, not theoretical either. You, I've no, seen, the, I've seen the reports, right? Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, yeah. You're actually doing those kind of numbers and much higher as well. Absolutely, um, and Absolutely. that's amazing. So, okay, now we're at the present. We're going to go. Let's bridge the gap. How did yeah. you go from selling nine ninety five ebooks on how to write poetry yeah. to Selling high 20, ticket offers on webinars. Yeah, yeah, and and now our you know our packages are starting at like twenty k for us that you know that we sell. So we went from there because I sold the nine ninety seven um, product and I just got hungrier. So the next time I launched something, 
uh, as I started, I started, uh, I got into James Wedmore community. And then the girl, Kim Luna, I joined her community, which was $2,500. I still have the message I sent to her saying, I can't afford it right now, but if you let me do 12 payments of $200, I promise you every month I'll give it to you. And she said, she said, yes. So I paid her every single month. And after that, um, I came up with a product that was $97 and I was doing it through webinar. Now, I wouldn't suggest necessarily doing um, webinars with $97 unless you have some upsells. But I did it. And that was the first time I made $3,000. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And so I, I changed the product to um, a monthly. So I started changing it to 197 a month and I did uh, challenges. So I would do five webinars together. I call it a challenge. And then I would sell my product. Well, then I made $15,000 and I ran this four times. Well, what happened from there is I joined another program, Extreme Execution with Eric Thomas. So we're going full circle here mm-hmm. from the basement to now Eric Thomas. And I joined his program. And they're seeing me just teach. I'm volunteering to teach the other coaches in there what I'm doing. They're like, how are you making money? How are you getting people in these funnels? And I'm teaching it. And Eric Thomas, his COO hit me up and said, hey, we want to meet with you about doing a funnel for extreme execution. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I can do that. I've never launched anybody else, but I'm proving this concept for myself. I launched him. I launched my, my best friend, who's godfather to my kids, uh, Richard and, and his wife, Adeze. They have a product. So these two people I launched, and immediately we do six-figure launches in one day. And I was just like, oh, shoot. Like, babe, I got something here. And from there, they started recommending, you know, hey, if you have a product, you need to, you need to be working with words. E.T., is telling everyone like, yo, if you have any product, you need to work with Words Taylor. And it just kept growing from there. I've, I didn't even have time to build a website to solicit clients or any, I still don't have one, but yet we're full. And now I'm like, okay, stop taking clients. And it was just the power of the experience we were giving our clients and the results that we were getting that they started, they became our marketing strategy our marketing tribe they market yeah. for us and people just started coming there is no better marketing than good than doing a good job right yes. if you're doing if you're in the service industry and you're helping other businesses yeah they will tell their friends if you're doing a good job and birds Absolutely. of a feather good clients usually have good friends that are good clients right so yes. it, it works full circle i absolutely love that you like one of the first people that helped you was reading eric thomas's or watching his video and then you ended up working for him Yes. Um, I had kind of a, some similar experiences where one of the very first books I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We mm. ended up building his e-commerce site, right? Oh, and, then, really? and, then we, and then like Tim Ferriss was my next big one. And then he was a guest on the show. And I just love yeah. when the world circles around like that. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it one, it reminds you like you can't, don't, don't be shady because it, yeah, it's too small of a world to be yeah. shady. Absolutely. Uh, because I end up working with Kim or Luna as well. Like we, we've now collaborated on something. Everyone that I was watching at that time, you know, I had now full circle. That's why I said, call on things and be not as they, as though they were. I, 
full circle now i'm working what i've noticed about people that are really successful instead of the people that are faking being successful is that they're well they welcome the tomorrow's expert oh yeah they recognize it's that the next expert the person that can help their business could they may not be a celebrity yet they may not be famous yet they may not have the plaques and the you know whatever that's okay and i honestly it's something i've had to remind myself over and over is like just because somebody appears to be further behind the journey doesn't mean that they can't one add value to where i am and i can't help them and they can't help me like there's opportunity everywhere um how are you you know paying that back or paying that forward now that now that you are an expert and that you've had that you have you've earned your stripes right yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i i think i'm doing it by doing the same thing i'm not going now and hiring not saying that i wouldn't but i'm not hiring the person that is already making bukus of money and all of that stuff or the name i'm not hiring the name but i'm more so working with the small business owner that is just getting started, but are like, look, I'm great at what I do. And I just need an opportunity. I understand that. So, you know, our operations manager, our assistants, our um, community operations, everyone, um, mainly everyone, probably 90% of the people that we now have on our team have come from our community. People That's that right. are just starting out that are like, yo, I want, I want an opportunity. And I'm like, well, let's do it. Let's see what you're about. And and it's key. Now, some some may not work out. And so we will give feedback and say, hey, OK, here's what you need to work on this and this and this. And I'll even help you work on that. But we, we have to transition because this is still a business. Right. But I think the biggest thing is not just going, all right, now that I've made it, you all don't matter. Let's go here and still making sure um, you all come up with me. And, and here's another key thing. Everyone, you can ask anyone on my team, I've told them in order for you to be on this team for more than a year, you have to have a product that you're going to launch. You have to be willing to invest in yourself and you have to be able to create your own income. And again, this is principles that my father taught. So it's like you can't be around me and be dependent on me. You're going to get paid for me, but I need you to, if we ever get disconnected, you still need to know how to create your own income. And that's important. So cool. you're even going to see I'm all I'm going to use you and your, <laughs> your company. You know, so we're bringing you the business as well. Um, um, and we're all going to launch their products as well. And they're going to create their own income and start creating their residual. I think that's really powerful To It's something I've watched different people who do entrepreneurship as an opportunity and do education and expert space type businesses. I've always wondered, like, how do you balance what you're what you say on stage and what you say at the office? Yeah. And yeah. you don't, you just are the same. I'm the same, the same thing. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah. What um you've done. I mean, again, you're doing a lot of great things. Let's go in a little bit of the nitty gritty. I okay. want you to spill some of the secrets of what makes a winning webinar uh, work. And what are some of the mistakes that people are doing in their online marketing and online sales? Yeah, it's everything. Uh, of course, you know, this is messaging. What I learned is like I had a young lady just reach out to me today in my, my DM. She showed me a page like, can you give me a that's another thing I do. Like I actually respond to my DMs. Right. So she was like, can you give me quick feedback on this? And the first thing was it was like, jump on my webinar. I'm going to teach you about credit. And the page was beautiful, but I didn't know who was she talking to. I didn't know the transformation that she, uh, that she was going to bring to the person. It's, it's, it's about telling people, 
look, I'm doing this webinar for you. And here's what you're going to experience. I know that you're in this pain and I'm going to bring you to this relief. If I can say anything before you just do a product or anything, market research is probably the, the lost. What, what, what's the saying? That is the that's the, you know, uh, people that they don't do that anymore. All right. Oh, right. The, the lost art. Right. The, the people, lost yeah. art. Yes. Yeah. Market research is the lost art. For instance, like we just launched, we're launching um, ET's 120 event. Right. And prior to doing that, even though I know it's E, we still did a survey. We surveyed his entire community. and was like, you know, what do you want to learn? Who do you want on stage? Um, what, what city do you want out of these cities? What city do you want to go in? How long do you want? What type of material? What's the thing? We were doing the research so the people can tell us exactly what they would invest into. So the key thing that we do with every client is we have them do a survey to the entire community or whoever their target audience is and their target audience tell us what their pain are, pains are, what they will spend money on, how much would they spend. Um, they talk to us about what is the biggest problem they've had to overcome and all of that stuff. So we take that survey and then we just create a product and we put all of that in the messaging and the emails and everything. That's probably, I mean, it's not a secret, but that's the biggest secret that we use is surveys. That's the irony of lost arts is they're well known <laughs> and no one's doing it. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it is amazing how many times the answer to like fixing the marketing mix problem is keeping it simple and go back to the basics. Back right? to the like, big. well, you maybe stop trying to do it differently than the time-tested, proven way that it, we've all done it, right? But yeah, you got to exactly. make it your own. You got to customize it. You got to make it who you know right for you and your audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I notice a lot of times the the ones that struggle, they definitely come out with the messaging is off. They're selling the the features of the webinar. They're selling like they're they're talking about that kind of stuff, but they're not it's not about the audience. Like they're not talking to the person about why they need to be on there. Right. Like even that headline, you just said, jump on my web. No one wants a webinar. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And no one yeah. wants to learn about credit. They want right. to, what is, what is learning about credit do for you? Right. What's exactly. the benefit of it? Yeah. What is the outcome that I'm going to get? So I always say, uh, example I give is like, don't tell me that you're going to have a big guy like, Oh, Come jump on and learn how what vegetables to eat. No, I want to hear come and learn how to to transform, you know, your your body and lose 150 pounds in the next three months or whatever the case may be. Be very specific. And I always teach them to call out your audience. Like if you're talking to um, big guys, call out big guys. Or if you're talking to, hey, fellas that just want to lose the extra body fat and get ready for the summer, right? You know, I have five, five key things that I'm going to teach you to do this outcome. Here's the outcome. And so people are, you know, going moving away from pain and they're trying to go towards pleasure. So I always make sure to, to identify the pain and show them how I'm going to move them towards the pleasure that they want. But here's the thing again, with the survey, I don't guess at what is considered their pain and what's considered their pleasure. In the survey question, we asked them, what is the thing that's bringing you pain right now? What is that thing? And then we would say, all right, what will be considered a, a huge win for you? And we give them some examples that they can choose for you. Meaning if, if we call one of these things being your pleasure, which one of these would be a huge win for you right now if you receive it? 
And then response may be, oh, man, if I just get one sale or if I make six figures in a month or whatever that case is, they're telling us, oh, so you want to make six figures. So then our wording that we're now putting out is I'm going to show you the blueprint to making six figures every single month. Right. Yeah, they're, giving, they're writing the copy for you in that survey. They're writing, yeah. Tyler, they're writing the copy. The people that we're going to sell to are writing the copy for us. We That's used to, yeah, we used to do that a lot in e-commerce and you're, you're making me laugh because my first e-commerce business that I had for nine years was in weight loss. And like oh, a lot wow. of the headlines you were mentioning, I'm like, oh yeah, we, we've used that. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> right? Those are our best, those were our best ads. Right. And that's what, that is what I love about ads is that you can test headlines so fast and see which one's working, Absolutely. Um, but might as well start with the good stuff, which is starting with yeah. that survey. All right. Words. Here is my last big question for you. Okay. You and I, you've said it on this call that, that it is, it is not about the money. It's about legacy. It's about transformation. And yeah. you're a, you're a family man. To me, business isn't about just stacking cash, although that's nice. It's about lifestyle and living. One yeah. is what is one item on your personal bucket list that you're going to accomplish in the next 12 months? Um, so my wife and I, my wife has always wanted to go to Spain. We, I met her in college and she had an opportunity to study abroad and go to Spain. She turned it down um, because she was like, she wanted to stay with me. And so um, personal bucket list is we're planning now and actually in the next 12 months, to go live in Spain with our whole family for an entire year. Um, wow. That is a huge desire of mine. So I, I really want to make that happen. I, mean, I went to Barcelona for a weekend, but living there for a year, that's a whole other, that's a whole <laughs> other journey. <laughs> that's a whole nother journey. But I mean, uh, she's made a lot of sacrifice for our family and um, she's been, you said 400 businesses. She's, yeah. she's moved and pivoted with me through all of these ideas and, um, for that sacrifice, hey, they've got great internet over there. You're going to be fine. Right. Yeah, as long exactly. as you like paella, you're going to be good. Yeah. Um, we still get to run our business. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Everyone, please go check out words at wordstaylor.com. You can also find them on Instagram and words, Taylor. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show to all my business ninjas, wherever you are listening, watching, or tuning in, it's your Hello. turn to go out and do something. Thank you for tuning in to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. What you didn't hear was one more very important question that Tyler asks each guest. If you want to be a fly on the wall when the real secrets are shared, go to bizninja.com slash VIP and get your access today. Remember to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And our one last favor, if this episode was meaningful to you, please share this podcast with a fellow entrepreneur so they can grow along with us. Biz Ninjas, it's your turn to go out and do something.